Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is your host of the Behind the Saints podcast, Cole Mudrow. I'm here with my guest, Andrew Marsh, who is the who's one of the play-by-play announcers for the Maryville University Ice Hockey Program. This one's a long one, but it sure is a good one. He had plenty of stories and a lot to say, and we kicked back and had a great conversation about what it's like to be a play-by-play announcer. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview as much as I did. Thank you. All right, Marshy. Give me your name and what year are you or are you are you graduated what you're doing now? So Andrew Marsh, uh, I'm a 96 birth year. I graduated my undergrad in 2018 and then graduated with my master's degree in 2020. And right now I'm just working at 101 ESPN and being the play by play for the D1 Maryville Saints hockey team. Where did you uh, go for your um Uh, for your undergrad so for undergrad i went to the university of north dakota and then so i was there for four years and then when i came home i went to lindenwood uh so for everyone's listening i'm sorry but uh and then from there now i'm i'm working with maryville so i've i've been around college athletics for quite some time now i can see that hey at least you switched the good side that's what matters (laughs) so um you know what tell me some of your favorite sports and like what got you into sports uh, baseball and hockey are my two main sports, uh, just because I played, played both of those sports growing up. Um, you know, ever since I was like four years old, I've played hockey, played baseball. Um, you know, I'm very interested in football as well. Um, especially on the fantasy side of things, but I never played football, never played basketball, but it's still, um, a couple sports that I enjoy overall. I mean, you know, I just like the, the big four, uh, just whatever keeps me entertained, to be honest. Um, you know, I just, I like different athletes. I just like the way different sports are played. Um, me, I was a two sport athlete growing up for the most part until I quit soccer when I was very young. Cause yeah. too much running, way mm-hmm. too much running. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, baseball and hockey are my two main sports and just so happens that's, uh, kind of aligned with what we see here in St. Louis with the blues and the Cardinals. So it kind of checks out. Yeah, you're saying that you like some certain players in certain sports. Like, so who are your favorite players in each sport? Like hockey, baseball, football. Like you said, basketball. Um, yeah, basketball. Um, you know, I, I okay, we'll start with basketball. I like LeBron James. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people hate on him. Uh, there's some things that he does that I'm like, you know, can't hate the guy for. Yeah, I mean the whole Michael Jordan LeBron debate. You know, it's for a different a different uh, time and day. But uh, you know, there's the stuff he's done over the you know the since you know we've been alive has been incredible. Yeah. Um. You know, when you look at baseball, you know, there's obviously a lot of different players coming up now. I'd say just my overall favorite player, and it's because I'm a Cardinals fan, but Albert Pujols. Oh yeah. Of course. Even though he's with the angels now, like he's just an unbelievable player. Mm -hmm. Um, He has been, um, I mean, when he came back to St. Louis, unbelievable experience seeing him, especially go yard. Like that was awesome. And And get treated uh, like he was a part of the Cardinals organization. Still exactly. Ovation curtain call, like the whole Mm -hmm whole nine yards yeah unbelievable um hockey you know it's you know it's really hard to get to you know stray away who's give me give me a guy who you'd watch every night that's playing 
yeah, that like, I would watch like or that I have to because so like, if they're playing, you watch them. Like with me in basketball, I don't, I never really was into basketball until I, until this past, until this past year, whenever, like I had uh, from COVID from downtime and stuff mm-hmm. like I started watching videos. I'm like, damn, this, this is pretty dope. Like I can get into this. And then Nikola Jokic, he is, yeah. I mean, he's a wizard out in there mm-hmm. he's a seven foot big man and he's passing the ball like a six four point guard and shooting the ball like a six seven uh shooting guard and power and small forward like guy guy can do it all and and i love and I, every time he plays i'm watching like tonight they play nuggets play tonight i'm watching the game i would say if we're not talking to a specific blues player and i had to like iso cam one guy and just strictly just watch this guy play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nate McKinnon jumps off the page. Of course, of course. Uh, just the way he plays. Um, I mean, obviously, you could say like McDavid and Eichel and and Matthews. And All the best guys. players in the league, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Crosby. Um, you know, I, I just think Nathan McKinnon is – he's got that like – you know, that, that energy that you want to see from motor. Uh, he's got the motor. He's got the motor and he's playing, he's playing, he's playing a style that some of these other players don't play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say Barzell guy, guy does literally everything. See, all over yeah. The I, I, I never get to really see him play though. Well, the Islanders are like, so boring. So I mean, well, yeah, I mean, and they're like Eastern conference. So it's like, you know, I'm not really paying attention to those guys, but if yeah. you know, for the most part, uh, Patrick Kane too. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's a guy he's been that, doing it forever. Yeah, exactly. He's a guy where you just you just sit there and just watch what he does, and it's so effortlessly. He just skates around, and he's like butter, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the only way I can describe it. So I'd say, from a hockey standpoint, those two guys are two guys that I, if I could sit down every single night and watch a game, I'd definitely want to see those guys play yeah i got you so talking about like watching guys and stuff like that so you're a play-by-play announcer for the maryville saints program mm-hmm. like whenever we were talking about the watching guys do you throughout the game do you like watch certain players throughout the game or are you like you're trying to stay focused on what's going on throughout the game uh for me i know there's different styles to like play-by-play and whatnot for me i usually just try and just call the game because I know as uh, you know, as a fan as well throughout my life and being on the internet and whatnot, I see what people say about certain uh, announcers and sometimes they'll get away from the actual game and they'll just start talking about nonsense. And I like doing that with my partner, whoever I'm calling the games with, and we'll, we'll joke, you know, here and there throughout the game. And uh, but for the most part, you know, I am, just strictly trying to focus on the game, letting people know what is happening in that current moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if there is a player that happens to start showing, you know, they're stepping their game up throughout the entire game. Yeah. We'll pro- I'll probably hone in on that person a little bit more just because of the minute they get the puck, they're probably going to do something good with it. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. So, you know, for, for me, I, uh, like I said, I just like to kind of focus on what's actually happening in that moment for the listener. And, you know, for my color commentator, usually they're the person that kind of like throws, you know, a bunch of other stuff in there and we kind of just feed off one another. It really just depends on the, the flow of the game. And, and I know for, for you as a player, 
when there's not a flow to the game, it's really hard to like get into the game. And yes. I know this sounds yes. weird. It's the same way for an announcer. If, the, if there's whistles like every 10 seconds, like there has been uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, you know, one of the, one of your guys's games, there was, it seemed like there was a whistle like every five seconds, just like, wow, there's no rhythm to this game. You want like a rhythm mm-hmm. as an announcer as well. So, yeah, I didn't uh, think about it that at first. Cause like throughout a game, you're just like, I just want it to go. Like I hate yeah. these stops and starts. Cause when there's all these stops and starts, it takes forever. And then you might get sidetracked or something might go mm-hmm. wrong. And so I didn't understand. I didn't realize that it also goes with the play people outside the outside the yeah. g- playing it when your guys are commentating on it and having to tell the people that are watching it what's going on because they only can see what's what's on the screen. They can't see the extracurriculars. They can't yeah. see like who exactly it is <clears throat> and stuff like that. So that's on you guys. And if there's no flow, it's hard for you guys to get in it as well and and really like get your feet in and be the in the deep end of the pool towards the end of the game oh my, yeah because like because at the end of the game like everyone's like already in the flow of it and it's like it's all together like if the game's like five to one after the first period there's there's a feel to the game but if they're like two to two after the first period there's a totally different feel to it right. and and that's what i was like and that's what one of my questions was like is it difficult to like announce whenever a team's going bad like a team's doing bad it definitely is. I wouldn't say it's like difficult, but it's like, it's hard. One, it's hard. Like it's, it's weird because you want to, you want it. Positive. So, yeah. So let's say, um, you also don't want to be too critical. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So like things are a lot easier. If you guys are, you know, beating a team Buzzing. like five yeah. to one, like mm-hmm. it's so much easier because one, I love calling goals. Like who yeah. doesn't? You know, you have a good, you have a good goal call to say. I that. appreciate that. He scored. <laughs> I uh, so I love calling goals. So when you guys are buzzing out there, you know I, I'm getting ready for the next goal call. Yeah, whoever, yeah. whoever it's going to be. But what you're gonna say? How you're gonna yeah. say? It's like your own celebration on the ice, basically. Exactly. And I, like I get excited when you guys score, and like I am able to be that voice behind. You know, mm-hmm. you know, some people are like, oh, I wish I had like a narrator, like, you know, like music whenever I'm doing something cool. It's like, well, that's kind of what I am. When you score a goal, like, boom, that's that's what it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when when let's just we'll put it for example, since I'm calling your guys's games and this hasn't happened in a while, thank God. But, uh, you know, if you guys are, are having a tough game or whatnot, it is it is a little tough to, you know, try and get the uh, the energy because my energy feeds off of your guys's energy. Yeah. Like yeah if there's said, no like, energy on the ice, then I get you guys are just like, we want this game to be over with just as much as the guys on the ice. Well, yeah, it's just, it's weird. Like it, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it um, without just like, I mean, you kind of have an idea what I'm, what I'm talking about, but uh, I, I wouldn't say it's difficult, but it is, it is weird. Cause at the same time, like, you know, you said you don't want to be too critical but you want to, you want to call it for what it is because yeah. you want to answer. You have to say, hey, this is what's happening, and if it's not um, going too well, you know. And me, I feel I always feel bad. I, I hate talking bad about people. Like it's yeah, but sometimes um, you just got to be honest. And some, yeah, and that you know, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, do, do you feel like you're gonna be? Do you ever feel like you're a homer? Like you're like you feel like you don't give the credit to the other team if they're playing well. Um, like the no. Lindenwood series. Like the the boys did not play well. I wasn't playing, mm-hmm. but like they did not play well. And I feel like 
some of you guys didn't really give Lindenwood their credit because they were working us. Um, I, I try and be as fair as I can. I don't want to be like someone who's like, Oh, the other team looks fantastic. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like Maryville isn't, isn't, you know, they're not Showing playing up, yeah. too well. Yeah. They didn't show up tonight. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but like, you know, I, I try and spin it in a way where it's like, okay, for example, we'll use Lindenwood as an example, since you brought it up, like Lindenwood, like their D love to activate. They're really good. They're really good in the neutral zone. They transition well. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of take what their intangibles and I put that in the call saying like, Hey, maybe here's the reason why they're oh, up by a few goals. You're basically is- calling it. You're saying, telling, talking about things that people that don't really normally know hockey can mm-hmm. like, you're telling them what's going on behind the play or throughout the play that they're doing better than what Maryville is. Right. Right. And I try and just say like, uh, yeah, basically this is what they're doing and this is why they're scoring goals mm-hmm. right now is because of, you know, what they're doing, uh, that isn't in the offensive zone per se, but it's the reason why they're getting 50 shots on that. <laughs> and, you know, on the other side, when it's like, let's say, since we're talking about it, if you guys aren't having the best game, you know, instead of me being like overly critical of what's going on, I'll be like, Hey, this is an opportunity for them to build on their special teams mm-hmm. and try and figure finding it positive, out. finding positives yeah. throughout the game. Exactly. Optimism. Like finding like positives it. throughout the game that you guys could build upon that will ultimately help you in the next game. Because that's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like, I don't need to make up some storyline saying, yeah. Hey, they're going to, they're going to, you know, help build off this momentum and mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not fabricating yeah that. you're not you're not you're not creating false hope right because like I, i've played the game before i yeah, know you know what's going on i know what's going on like i know if you guys get a big goal towards the end of the game and the game's kind of out of reach you're like hey like we just we just like for the past 10 minutes just ramped our game up and played unbelievable like we can easily like if we keep this up we can we can take these guys on the next night yeah you know because it is a you know it's a two game series yeah and uh I mean, I just call it for what it is. Yeah. And that's basically my, my whole thing. No, I respect that. You, you Basically, you're an ex-player that sees the game how it is, knows the game as well, and wants to, to tell the people that are watching what they don't know and what they can see and look for mm-hmm. whenever the game continues to go on. Like when you're, when you're calling that little stuff out, those intangibles that happen throughout the game, when you start saying that stuff, people start to notice it. And that's the sign right. of a good commentator and a play-by-play announcer is that is talking about what they they need to see. Yeah. It's like, that's how all the great play-by-play guys are. You, you can see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's exactly what I, what I try and do. And I always try and go back to certain situations mm-hmm. throughout the season. Um, Kellistrates. Like, yeah, like the the way you the way the team has been playing over the past couple of weeks has been just it's been on a, another planet compared to how it was earlier in the year, and oh, I, I think there. that's all uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think you know it all starts in the defensive zone and breaking out of the zone. Yeah, and I feel like that has improved tremendously, and I'll mm-hmm. always harp, harp on that. Yeah. In the past couple of weeks, I'm like the way that they make that first pass coming out of the zone, it's it literally it's changed the way they play. And like I will always say that um, because people will notice, and I mean it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Do you think that having experience in the sport helps you out 
Oh yeah, like absolutely. Play by play and talking and helping people out that really don't ever watch it or played it before understand what's going on throughout the game while you're commentating it. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, that's one of the reasons why I got into hockey and I, I do baseball as well from, from time to time. And I feel like that's baseball, a lot easier. It is a lot easier. It's a lot, it's a lot different. Um, it's slower mm-hmm. for sure, but uh, there's a lot of downtime in baseball that filling that in to, probably hard. It, yeah, exactly. You have to fill that in, especially if you don't have someone to talk oh, with which i've had before where i am basically talking to myself so it's really yeah. weird That's and i've done that with hockey too but hockey is such a fast-paced game and you only yeah. have like a minute or a half downtime whereas yeah, in baseball yeah i exactly. have three four or five minutes ten times a game yeah ex- exactly but uh yeah playing playing the game it's a lot easier for me one i know the lingo uh, which is that's that's very underrated, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't know the lingo, hard to understand a sport. It. One, it's hard to understand, but also like from a viewership, if you do know the lingo and the play by play guy has no idea what he's talking about, <laughs> you're more inclined to be like, this guy what doesn't this know. Guy what he's, do? Yeah, yeah. What's he doing? He doesn't know. He doesn't even know the game. Why is he calling mm-hmm. it? And it also for me, yeah, it's easier for me to explain what just happened. And I also know for the most part where the puck is going because I, I I just, I can read the play. I can see the play. Mm-hmm. So it helps me when I'm talking, be able to know maybe a split second before it happens where the puck is going to go. So if the yeah. pucks, you know, the pucks on the boards and the defenseman's going back for it for the most part, if he doesn't have an outlet behind the net and there's a guy on him, he's more than likely going to rim it around the boards to that winger. That's going to be coming in on the far side. So I know that's going to happen. Um, it's so, and I bet, I, I bet it gives you an extra step too, because like with hockey, it's so fast paced that you got to be, Oh yeah. Like right on it. Yeah. And I bet you that you can see the play already developing from high up. Cause yeah. I mean, well, yeah. when I sit in the stands, I can just tell what's going to happen. It's no, so, exactly. it's exactly. so easy to see. Like when you, when I wasn't playing for the first couple of games, I was just like, Oh God. I was like, geez, oh, geez, oh, need to get that out. Oh, this, that, this. And it's like, oh, on the yeah. ice. And when I got back, I'm just like, I stopped saying that stuff because it's like, you can't tell right away. Unless Sidney Crosby or God, they'll know yeah. what's going on. But like a guy that's playing in Acha college hockey that's played junior B his whole life isn't going to know what's going on around the ice 24 7. No, for sure. And like, and, that goes back to that other question you said when, you know, if there is a guy like right inside the blue line and, and you see an outlet that that player can, can go to, like, it's, it's almost like the situation I'm in, it's like, Oh, like you want to say like, Oh, you know, there's that, that pass, but, but is, that's too critical right at the same time. Right. And you don't, you don't want to be critical, but like you, you would say something like, um, you know, uh, whoever had a, you know, had an outlet up the ice, you know, could have been a big break for Maryville. Yeah. That's it. And that person, whoever's listening is like, Oh wow. Like there was an opportunity there. They ended up doing something different with it. Could have been big. You know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll reset and, you know, go with the next play or whatever's going on. So um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to find the balance for sure. Yeah. But you're saying basically you got to think about what you say. Because you're saying that if you're too critical, it's because you're saying something that 
you didn't word correct because you said, oh, it could have been a good break from Maryville. But instead, you probably would have said something else, which would have been like, how do you feel about like knowing what to say right away? Because I bet you there's plenty of times where you've probably been like, you just bit your tongue. Oh, you absolutely have to. Uh, what's funny is some of the other guys that we have, and you asked the Homer question, I'll be the first one to say our, our color commentators, and they'll be the first person to tell you they're, they're pretty Homer-ish. Yeah. Um, which is, which is fine. I mean, I mean this, this isn't is professional Maryland. hockey. This is something that's a, right. it's, yeah. a it's a club sport. We're all right. of us together. And uh, this is the Maryville, you know, saints hockey network. So we're more inclined to be, you know, homers. Mm-hmm. Um so I let them do most of that, but yeah, I, I mean, I've been used to talking the way I do when I'm on, when I'm on camera, I know how to talk and, uh, I know, I mean, you laugh at it, but no, I'm not laughing. it's just, I think it's, it's, a, humble you know, it's a humble brag. Well, I think it's fun. It's funny. Cause you know, like who I am. Yeah. Not on camera. I'm not saying I'm like someone completely different, but like, I'm like, Hey, like I gotta be professional. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. And so, um, yeah, I, I know what to say and I know, I love that, that, you know, your limits. Like, yeah, for you, sure. You know who you are on and off the camera. Just like that's, that's the, that's the confidence you have on the camera. And I bet that was another question was like, is there like some sort of confidence because there's players that have confidence. Mm-hmm. Do the camera, do the, do the commentators have confidence when they talk and it, does that lead to a better announcement? Dude, like announcing? Absolutely, absolutely, man. Like, I remember the first game we did, um, it, it was so weird because before this year, I had never really been on camera for the most part doing play-by-play. Mm-hmm. I'd always done like sideline stuff when I did like Lindenwood or um, North Dakota basketball games. And uh, so I had never been that that play-by-play guy on TV. Not, I mean, we're not on TV, but we're on YouTube. Same thing. We're on camera. I'd always been behind the radio. So I had like my notes and stuff that I can just be like, Oh, I could just read this pretty much verbatim. Like I know how to speak mm-hmm. and whatnot, make it not sound like I'm just reading it off a piece of paper. But uh, for the most part, you know, I had never done that. So I was a little nervous, especially not calling any games because of COVID mm-hmm. we had that long break. So I probably went, probably went like a year almost without calling a game. Yeah. So when I stepped in there, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I'm going to be so nervous. And for some reason, like, it was just like a switch. Yeah. Switch just came on and I'm like, boom, like we went right into it and I nailed it. And I was yeah. like, let's go. Like, here we go. And uh, it's going to so be from, a good year. Yeah. And I like yeah. that. That but just, from, that shows that it's not just the players that have like to get ready mm-hmm. for it. Cause I also had a question like, how do you go into a game preparing for it? Like, oh, how, yeah. do you like, do you like study before you go into a weekend <laughs> or is it like you get prepared before a game? Like, how does that happen? Oh yeah. You, you have to, I mean, you like, for me, what I'll do is obviously you have to have the rosters, all the stats, um, you know, different um, storylines and matchups, you know, how the schedules coming up uh, the rankings, you know, I'll throw, you know, what's your power. Like when you guys go in the power play for the first time, I'm like, Hey, like these guys are shooting at like a 13% clip. Yeah. or whatever the hell you got all this whatever it is basically yeah and all the players names all that stuff yeah and i have uh i have this like giant board that i'll bring Mm -hmm. and i just i just tape all my stuff on it and i (laughs) can flip it over and i just hold it while i'm calling the games i will say though 
when a new team comes in, it is a little more difficult trying to get their names down with the numbers because the way the, the website has everything listed, it's like, they're not, it's very, it's very confusing because they're not in number order. We already talked about the Acha website. It's, it's a, it's an interesting site for sure. (laughs) Um, but Uh, and the oh my gosh, this is the worst thing. And I know you guys don't have your names on the back of your yeah, I the worst dude. It's the absolute especially with those black jerseys. Oh, so impossible. uh, The only person you can tell is honestly me and the tall guys. Well, the thing the thing with you guys is like I don't I don't even need like I'll print the sheet out for sure, like with the lines and whatnot. Who's playing for that game? Dude, I don't even look at it. I already know who's who on the team. You already got it down. That's I already got thing. it down. Like I already, I already have it down for the most part, unless there's a few changes on defense. But uh, for the most part, like everything's pretty much nailed in my head. The other team, though, is is where like it depends on who it is and how their, you know, how their sheets lined up. Like, it's, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to remember names. They don't have names on the back of their jerseys. I'm like, oh yes. my goodness. So like, basically I, what you're saying is that like, it's really, you've got, it probably took a little bit to get the, our team down, but it's the teams that are coming in and, and like learning their names, what numbers yeah. there are, I what's the roster, what they've got going on. But other than that, right. I feel, it sounds like you've got that. Under, dude, under wraps yeah i pretty much got it like under control usually like i would say it maybe took one game to to get the maryville team down like it took no time at all um the mckin like mckendry this upcoming weekend uh we've played them how many times like, Five, i know they're six. i know their players so yeah. I, I know who they are when lindenwood came in i i have called lindenwood games when i was there i knew yeah. pretty much their entire team so the entire time they're out there. I didn't barely even looked at my sheet because mm-hmm. I knew who they were. Yeah. I knew who, you know, who was out with who. And I mean, minus a few new players, but for the most part, like that was, I would say it was two, two of my cleaner games where everything just flowed right off the tongue because I knew who was out there. Um, and that's like that going back to your confidence question. When I like have that confidence of like, Hey, like, basically it's it's the players it's getting all the players names down because i don't want to botch anybody's yeah. name i hate i hate that like because then you sometimes feel, like I'll, feel bad about it yeah it's yeah that and it's like imagine how many how long he's had to deal with that playing hockey i mean my my name gets butchered like it's like it's like at a at a sunday butch at a sunday <laughs> sunday meat market but i mean i but at the same time, it's like, you know what? I'll give them a break because they, they don't know my, they never met me before. They don't know how that, how I pronounce my name. Right. And the, uh, usually there's a pronunciation guide That's that good. comes with That's good. Uh, some teams and some teams don't provide that. So shocker. I would say, you know, for the most part, everything, it just depends on what level you're at and which teams provide their, their lineups. Yeah. Like, you know, Maryville, they have their lineup. I, I get sent it before every game. You know, no other team has given me their lineup before. So, um, it I don't know. It is what it is. It just depends on the situation. But for the most part, like, it's once a game gets going and we're midway through the game, I pretty much got everything down. It's yeah. usually that first period that I'm a little rusty. Um, but 
And that, that's the whole thing with calling games and not, it's with anything. If you don't do it for a while, like you kind of have some that. rust. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why you practice to get better. And yes. that's like the more so you, you do said it, the, you had experience in play by play, how many years of it and how many games have you done before this season? Um, I think I started my junior year, I want to say of yeah, my undergrad, so at like North Dakota, so- yeah, at North Dakota, I did soccer games. Um, which are was, they NCAA? Yeah, yeah, they're NCAA. D1, um, or D2, D3, they're uh, D1. Oh, dang, okay, not bad. So, did uh, soccer games there, and then when I came to Lindenwood, I, w- I want to say it was like midway through my uh, my undergrad, I actually switched my major and I was like, Hey, like, I want to do this. Yeah. I actually did it as a joke, to be honest. Actually, here, I'll, t- I'll tell you the story. I was, uh, working for North Dakota athletics and for, uh, you know, I was like videotaping stuff. Yeah. Um, so for basketball, was game, it for classes or was it just for you? No, it was a job. Like I was like, oh, Hey, okay. this is super cool. Yeah. And the reason was, is because my buddy, my two buddies did it. And the year before my sophomore year, they got to go to Tampa Bay for the frozen four and like film everything and like be in the locker rooms. And I went down there too, as a fan, but I was like, man, you guys have all this inside access. Yeah. Like, I love the inside access stuff. I just, you know, I want to see, like be a part You're of You're a guy that likes being around the boys. I do, man. It's, it's weird. Like, cause I never like you thrive in that. I love, dude, I love it, man. I love it. Like I never got to experience like at that college level, mm-hmm. but like I've played the game. I know how it operates. I know how people operate. I'm, I've know so many people in the game. Hockey is such a small world. Like the, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, you know, so like, I just know how to connect with people. And that's like one of my things. I just love talking with people. And, um, so I'm like, Oh, like, that'd be, yeah, that'd be sweet. Like, and like one, it would, help my career, career to yeah know this stuff so i got into that and then um we would do basketball games whatnot and we do basketball games on fox sports north oh so the yeah. legit okay yeah like legit thing and we had uh this one girl who was a sideline reporter and for, for fox sports and uh every time we do the game we did like a pre-game segment and then we would like eat and all the pre-game stuff was recorded and me and my buddy would always go up and there was this big backdrop that had like Fox sports North and had like the North Dakota logo and yeah. stuff on it. And me and my buddy would go up there, grab the microphones and stand in front of the camera jokingly a joke. And we would be like doc Emmerich and like Eddie <laughs> and stuff. And I yeah. talk like him. And, uh, um, my boss would like watch it as, uh, well, and, he's and he, seeing you guys joke at it, but he's yeah. seeing that you guys enjoy like, it. Yeah, we, we guys enjoyed it, it. And, we were, and we were interested in Yeah. And so and he asked like, me. That's free yeah, money right there. He asked me, he's like, hey, like, do you, you know, are, are you interested in, in doing this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And uh, he, uh, he asked me one day because this one girl who was the sideline reporter, she – couldn't be there for like a wedding or something yeah and they someone to take over and like, hey. do it and i was like yes i will do it your opportunity came up dude yes and it happened to be the one basketball game at the end of the year that if north dakota won they would have won the conference this is basketball you're talking about this is basketball so, so hockey was, was later on 
hockey was that year. It was just something completely different. I was actually a film, like I filmed all the games. Okay. All right. And I would, I was like the inside access guy. I got you down and like by the glass and like, yeah, yeah. Go back to, go back to what you're talking about. So anyways, um, they asked me if I wanted to do this game and it was, uh, if we won, we won the conference championship or the, the regular season championship, they end up winning. And I'm like, in the middle of all this and I'm like interviewing players and stuff. Like I'd never done this in my entire life other than like Jeez. when, Wait, when I, you're yeah. jumping deep. I literally, my first ever gig was on Fox sports North and That's, uh, it's kind of sick. It yeah. is sick. It also shows you that like, it isn't as hard as you thought it was. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was weird, man. Like when I got on there, like, cause I'm so used to like, you didn't know the lingo. That's what it is. Yeah, basketball is not my not my uh, sport. Yeah, but uh, you know, I had always and you you see people do this all over on the internet and stuff. But I would always like interview my buddies and do like Snapchat interviews and just say like just dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, you had to be serious. To, you had to be serious. I knew how to conduct an interview and whatnot. But uh, it's just kind of hard to remember what, what you happened. say when yeah. you have a camera in your face. So after that, I was like, this was actually really fun. I want to keep doing this and I want to get mm-hmm. better at it. So then I was like, okay, well, it's already junior year. You know, I, I feel like I've, you know, I don't have enough time to yeah. get a job doing this. Let's go to Lindenwood and, and just focus on that. And then that's when I actually got into play by play and I was doing baseball. I did like basketball color commentating. You did this for Lindenwood. Yeah. I did this for Lindenwood for two years. And then, uh, Afterwards, I was like, okay, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I want to call hockey games. Half of hockey right now is canceled. Done, yeah. Um, and then I saw Maryville being like, hey, we need a play-by-play, or we need a broadcaster. Uh, I'm like, okay. I'm taking up. that one. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll do it. So, yeah, that was one of my questions. Like, how did the job come available? You see, you basically just saw it, and you're like, yeah, you know what? Saw I, it on got, Twitter. I want to do this, and you know what? I'm going to do it. And you got it. Mm-hmm. And you probably showed him some of your uh, ex stuff, but that was that, like your little story about how you really jumped so deep into it. Like, yeah. And it was your first time and you were just messing around thinking that like, literally it, you weren't going to get, it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, you, you don't want it to happen, but you're fine with it happening at the same time. Oh yeah. And which, which is funny. I'll tell you this story too. Um, this actually just happened and I, I haven't really told a lot of people this. So we're That'd at one probably good for the same. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this is crazy when I tell you what I'm about to tell you. So this was I'm ask you for a job now. <laughs> this past week I was I was at 101 for my job. Mm-hmm. And uh so for the listeners, I work at 101. I'm a um a board op during the blues games. So I'm at a, I'm in the studio. And we have uh, Brandon Kylie, who was in for Alex Ferrario, who usually does the pregame, the yeah, post game, yeah. all that stuff. So I listen to one whenever they yeah. play the games. So BK is taking over, and we are on the road. So they're doing the the games at the Centene Community Ice Center, yeah, their little studio, and the Wi-Fi is just horrible there, horrible. And they keep cutting out. They cut out in the middle of the po- or a pregame show. Oh no! And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? Like, whatever. So they text us. That's 17. They text us. They're like, we can't get anything going. 
Um, if the game goes out, you guys have to jump in and fill in at one hundred and one. At one hundred and one on the radio, and I'm like, I'm like, oh man, like that's oh, that's kind of crazy. And I've never even talked on the radio yet. Like that's I'm, a totally different playing field than what dude, on on video is. I yeah, feel like it, well, it's a little bit easier because you can slow it down, but you, you have to talk. You have to be able to talk for them to see. You, that's what that, that radio is, true. is. You have that to talk for them to see it. And I, I I have always been on the radio. This is my first time doing, like I said, on camera for hockey. So when I started doing the Maryville games, I was so used to describing what was happening that it almost seemed so easy for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was good. But they're like, hey, if uh, if we can't get anything working, you guys are gonna have to jump on. Yeah. And Brandon Kylie looks at me and goes, dude, I, I can't, I can't do play by play. Like you're gonna have to do it. And I'm like, you're telling me that the first time I start talking <laughs> on the radio, I'm going to have to call a blues game. From, <laughs> For from you, this, it's a surreal moment. It's dude, like, I was one thought of, of things, this my whole yeah. life. And, yeah. then, and then I get slapped across the face with this. Like I didn't even yeah. want this and I'm getting it. And I was like, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I kind of, you know, you ever get like numb? Butterfly. Oh yeah. You probably dude. were, you probably got hot mouth. You know what hot mouth is? No. Salivating a lot. You feel like you're going to puke. Well, no, I, I, I don't puke. What I do, I get, I Jitters. do the other thing. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is actually nuts. And <laughs> a part of me was like, I, I like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do this. But the other part of me is like, this is, this is an incredible opportunity. This is your this chance. Happens. This is your chance. And yeah, exactly. And, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, they they got back up. They started working again. And the part of me was like, you know, oh, like thank God. Oh. I don't want to be a like, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But like, I kind of hope it sh- it goes down. Like, I want to call this game. You know, it, it, God you know what was it, like, Dit. you know what it was though is because uh, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, oh my God, like I'm I'm kind of panicking. Yeah, but after Space I. Cadet. Yeah, after that happened, I like got on my computer. I got everything like set up. I had all the stats. I had everything ready to go that I would at a Maryville game. There's that professional in you coming out. Yeah, and uh, and then I was like, okay, I hope this thing gets shut down because I'm ready to go. And it never did. It never uh, did. That's I know, but that is that is really cool. That like the times, what got you into the sport and into what you're doing now, is by chance. It really by is. chance, yeah. by luck, by the by you doing it because you know what I love it. But at the same time, I'm not being totally serious about it. And then someone throws it in your face, and then you're like, "I got it." Like you, you, you gel with adversity from those things, and like because you were like, you were like panicking, and then after they were like, "Okay, we're good," you were like, "No, no, 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 I want it, I yeah. want it, I want it." Like, <laughs> don't give it back to me. But it's, but it's like you. It seems like you've. Like you said, you didn't have any experience with it until like you started joking around with it. And then yeah. when you got the experience with it, you just took off. And yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and yeah, like, I mean, the, those two stories, there's, there's not much to say about what I was going to ask you because you literally covered every aspect mm-hmm. of the whole spectrum about how you got into it, how it makes you feel, what the nerves are, being prepared for it. Uh, the most difficult parts about it. Like you basically covered all that stuff. Like I didn't even ask you a single question that I had. And it's, (laughs) 
I mean, like, and that's the best part about doing these kind of interviews is because when we get talking and we get to going and doing that stuff, you start answering my questions and you start right. answering questions that people might have for you about, you know, how'd you get into this? What was your first thing? Uh, mm-hmm. What's difficult about this? How do you prepare? How this, that, this? It's like you answered those in two great stories. I mean, two great stories. I appreciate it. Yeah, those are great stories. I mean, that second one about how they were just like, you might have to do this. And you're yeah, just like, you're like, uh, I don't know. And then when it taken away from you, like, no, I want it. Uh, yeah. I want it. You know, I, I felt like uh, I would have been like the e-bug for. Uh, I Oh, that's, that's, good- that's exactly how I felt. I was like this. I mean, how often would this happen? Put that in the Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. It, well, announcer. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like, th- that was the only opportunity for that to happen because if this happens again, and it could, like, for why? But they got purposes, the other girl that's doing that. They have Fer- Ferrario. Oh, yeah. Ferrar- oh, yeah he, and he's pretty good. And so he would be the one to do it because he's back now. So, like, he was gone. He just happened to be gone. And I happened to be the guy who, like, did a maryville play-by-play yeah and like they know that they know i do it so they're like all right like you're gonna do it and i'm like uh okay <laughs> like sure oh, I, i'm the e-bug and that's classic can you imagine though like they're like hey some board op called the blues game the other night but that then then that gets you because people th- look yeah at that'd that. be cool look what happened with the uh david Ayers thing he was right. the e-bug against the maple leaves well, that, dude that's what was going through my that's mind you, when this but that's happening. you gotta run with it and you know, were about to run with it. And that's, oh, absolutely. The, and that's gonna... the point that you covered the past two stories is that when they get you that opportunity is given to you as you take it and you run with it. And what the people that are listening is like, when you get an opportunity, I mean, don't don't think about it. Sometimes you just got to do it because if you think yeah. about it, it might be gone. It might exactly. be gone. Oh, exactly. And, and you need to take every opportunity you get. And like, I hope people that are listening to this, like take that to their like own advantage and start acting on opportunities that they feel like they might not never get again. Cause that's the one of the things that I live by is that I don't want to regret a decision I make in the future. Dude, I, I'm dude. I'm the same way. And like, there's one, st- I'll give you one more story. Yeah. Uh, and this dates back to when I played hockey. I, uh, I went to nationals in like 2000, goodness, 11, nine, I think it was 2009. And uh, we went you to guys Pee Wee Quebec, Pee Wee. It was the Pee Wee Quebec year. Yeah, yeah. you guys are good. Uh, we were nasty. We're good. We uh, we won Pee Wee Quebec that year. And we won nationals. Um, I remember that. I remember that. But uh, so we did. We were at nationals, and they had like a skills competition. And like I, and when we played, um, when we in practice, we do like shootouts and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dude. Like I always had these moves, man. Like I. I I'm gonna, I was a defenseman too. Yeah. Like I always like had like a TJ. I love TJ Oshie. The, the stuff that he would do, I would always yeah. try and emulate it and like mm-hmm. just do weird stuff. But when it came to um, picking who would do the skills competition, we did like a, a drawing inside of a hat and they're like, they picked my name for this like shootout thing. And I was like, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. It was yeah. so dumb because yeah. I got there, I got there and I was watching it and I'm like, why did I not do this? Do this like this, yeah. I'm like, I'd be lighting these goalies up, man. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff, like that was just my thing. Like, I love doing shootouts. Yeah. Was my only, my only other than passing the puck and making stretch passes. So it was like my only offensive thing. So ever since then, you're just like, I'm taking every opportunity that's given to yeah. me. Yeah. And it's weird because that happened what over a decade ago, and it still lives with you today. Look at you now. Look at you now. 
Still almost doing pay, almost doing play by play for the St. Louis mm-hmm. Blues randomly. Crazy. Almost e bugged it. That would have been the craziest story of my entire life. I, I mean, that's I've had some weird ones. But I mean, that's still like for your career though. No, you may yeah. have had. I mean, I've got weird stories, and like everyone's got weird stories and stuff like yeah. that. But for something that along the lines of your career about that kind of story, that's like one of those stories that like anybody that listens to it or hears it is like, dude, that's sick. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. Like that's so freaking cool that you almost got the opportunity to do that because, I mean, I bet anybody that had the opportunity to do something that they love and they cherish and that's their career would be like dang I'm, I'm i'm sad that didn't happen for you but i'm glad you actually got the almost the opportunity to do it right i and what my like what my girlfriend said what my family said they're like you know even though you didn't do that like that's like awesome that they even considered you, you to even be on the on the air to do something like that and I'm that like, just shows oh, how man. professional that you've become and like where you've came from three years ago dude i mean what basically all it is is like every job that i've had i'm like hey i want even though they're like they're like small jobs like last year for the past two years i've worked for the blues and i'm like i was a stage manager like literally nothing that i'd want to do yeah it's not a career field it's not it's not but what did i do i got to go to the blues game every single home game every single night i got paid to basically watch hockey and i uh basically um is that good yeah, no, it's great. It was great. And, and I worked in a very fast paced environment. So I knew like if something was wrong, I had to fix it right away. No That's exactly what I'm in right now. And I met so many people. I'm such a big got to meet people kind of guy. And one of my buddies from high school told me, he goes, it's not about the grades you make. It's about the hands you shake. And I've always kept that with me. It is. Everyone can, yeah, it's great. can't tell you how many people are like, you know what? I'd rather take a, a C plus guy that or a girl that knows what they're doing and will work their arse off yeah. over someone that's <clears throat> a 4.0 student that does what they does, what they do best and only knows what they know best. and doesn't really talk mm-hmm. to anybody because well, they, the they thing, want yeah. they want a team player. They don't want someone that's going to do it on their own and then call people out. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I've. I've set my, put myself in so many different situations, like job situations mm-hmm. to where like, if, if I can, like, I can, I'm like a, like a Swiss army knife. I can yeah. do so many different things. Yeah. I'm telling the guys at my work now, I'm like, I'm like, guys, like I, I can do like graphic design stuff. And they're like, if you guys need like, anything, hit me up. Like, yeah, I got like, it. They're like, you, I didn't know that. Like you need to tell us that I'm like, dude, I was like a graphic designer for like four years of college. Yeah, that's, all that stuff. Yes, that's that stuff's great. Do, do you do all the stuff for the 200 foot podcast? No, yeah, that's all you, not Marky. Uh, no, yeah, it's 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 all me. Nice, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I would actually interview with Elma, our social media manager, mm-hmm. last interview, and I was she's a bio major. Yeah, she's a bio major, and she's doing she's creating all this stuff for the for the Maryville team, and mm-hmm. it just goes to show you that like. Not everyone is like focused on a certain career field. They're focused right. on making them more useful and accessible to a career. Right, and exactly. That, and that's what you're saying. It's so sorry, me knife. Someone that's able to do and act on the spot, not like being able to have to do one certain thing, which I mean, not many people can do. Not many yeah, people at, can do. At some point, like I want to get to a certain position and just really focus on that. 
but yeah. for the most part, like all the other things I do, I do it as a hobby yeah. and it, it, I don't have, I, I don't have a job doing it, but like, I do it as a hobby and it helps, helps me get better at, like I learned, there's one program in Adobe that I just learned completely on my, on my own. Like I, I, I went to school and learned how to do stuff and they didn't even teach me that. I literally <laughs> came home this during quarantine, watched a YouTube video and figured it out on my own. And now I use it almost every day. I'll say so, this. That's what, that's what, um, I'm an emerging media major, which is basically this stuff, learning yeah. YouTube, Facebook, all that, all the new technologies and creating content and stuff like that. So this is like, that's why I'm, this is my, this is a part of one of my major classes. So it's like, yeah. so it's just showing me that like, <clears throat> I, I have a good foot under me, but I need to start taking jumps to get Dude, into the field. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. Like I, when I was in college, when I was at North Dakota, I did the same thing you did. Like I, I had a podcast with actually three of the guys on the hockey team. And, uh, we just talked about hockey, like in, and little did I know that I would be having a podcast now of your I, own interviewing of my own legendary college guys. And yeah, exactly. And that, that, was one of the, that was one of the things that I wanted to do for like three years. Now we finally did it. And then now that in itself led to me working on the Maryville podcast and with the blues. And yeah, so it, it really like if anyone's listening to this and like there's one thing they can take out of this interview, it's like you don't have to specifically work at something for your entire time in college, like find hobbies, do what you like to do. And like, just keep doing them because they will end up translating into a job. And that's exactly what I've done. I've taken all these little jobs that I've had, all these hobbies that I like doing, and I put it all together. And by the end of it, I'll have a whatever job in a couple of yeah. years or yeah. maybe next year. We'll and see. that's, and that's the point of this podcast is showing that like the main goal of this podcast is to show that like, you know, it's to get students into career fields by working with programs at the at or with schools because mm -hmm. it starts i mean like elma wasn't even doing any content and then she just got the social media job social media manager job and look at her now she's creating she's creating all the passes for the people for the uh, for the national tournament. Yeah. That's awesome. Like that's a huge resume thing. Yeah. Put that's on your a resume. huge resume thing. And yeah. I was saying like, it, it's going it, to, it, it's going to like help you out. It's like, you don't have to do something that's in your main career field, but something yeah. that will progress you and help you out with your career. Cause I mean, exactly. like, cause every job is going to need like a certain type of here and there. I mean, like, unless you're going to get in a career field that's like straightforward, cut and dry, like yeah. oil drilling, like, you, oh, you're going to get the oil out of the ground. That's it. But with you, you have like, with you, you may work the soundboard, but hey, you almost commentated the game. You almost right, exactly. played a game. So it's like you got to be able to act on your feet. And that's what this podcast is about. It's like show you that like these guys, these people that I'm interviewing didn't really think that this was going to be the career. And bam, right there. Yep. Like it happens just like that. And people need to take the opportunities that are given to them and know that saying no all the time isn't going to get you anywhere. So, so, sometimes you got to be a yes man or yes woman. Yeah. We just got to, you got to take the risk and hopefully, you know, work towards it and it'll pay off. And like, not be one thing scared. You, yeah. You can't be scared and, and you have to have patience. Like I know a lot of people, um, they have done something, didn't like it. Or not that they didn't like it. They didn't see immediate results. And then they just did something else, which yeah. is fine. Like that's, you know, that's fine. But 
Um, me personally, I've put so much time into what I want to do for over the what past five years. Yeah. Now. I I've, I've been in college sports for five years now and I'm slowly building towards what I want to do. And I'm learning new things every single day. Um, and That's hopefully, what yeah, exactly. And hopefully by the time I'm older, I'll have all that experience and I can be in the position that I want to be in. If it doesn't happen, Hey, you know what? At least I tried. At least yeah. I, that's did what I failure leads to success. Practice exactly. makes perfect. Exactly. And that's what I do. Like right now, I don't have a lot of time to just do stuff that I want to do, even though it seems like I have a lot of time. Like I'm always trying to create content or I'm at work. Yeah. Like I'm always trying to do something, whether that's talking with you, whether that's doing the Maryville podcast, my own podcast, creating logos, doing cre creating content on Twitch or like any of that kind of stuff. Like just trying to create stuff. That's just my main motto. Do whatever you got to do because at the end of the day, whatever you're working on, it could pay off in the future. No, I, I like that a lot. And I mean, we've been going on for almost an hour now. <laughs> and that, and that's the thing is that when you get in a good conversation, you can just get lost in, in the sauce. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and I mean, what we've, I mean, this is honestly, this is probably a really good conversation. And anybody that's going to listen to this is going to be like, dang, I learned a lot from that. And the stories that he said are great. And, and honestly, like, is going to help me out in the future. And, um, and I just want to say like, uh, like, everything you said, like has answered every question, all stories you've said, like we haven't even, I haven't even gone over like the 10 other questions I had because you've answered all of them. <laughs> it's like, what's the most difficult part? It's like learning the names. What, yeah. uh, like, how do you prepare? Like, I mean, like, how did you get the position? You answered that yourself. Like, uh, yeah. some of the guys that you modeled yourself after Doc Emmerich, Elliot Olchek. I mean, like, like, there you go. Like there's like, I can't, and like the most difficult part of your job is like, I mean, yeah, so, so, I mean, there's not much I can say because you already answered a lot of the stuff. And, and that's the point of this is when you have a good conversation, some of the questions get answered themselves. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so um, I'm not going to hold any, uh, hold you any longer, Andrew. I thank you for coming out and talking to me today. And I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the semester and for your career. So uh, that was Andrew Marsh from the play-by-play the -play announcer for the Maryville Saints ice hockey program.